In previous weeks, we studied the rules governing the creation of partnerships and the division of profits and losses. This week, we'll be studying the rules governing the operations of partnerships. In this first segment, we consider the question of a partner who acts in an unauthorized manner with regard to partnership assets. For example, if a partner sells partnership assets and the other shirtsmen, the other partners are not happy. They want to reverse the sale. Can they say, you were never authorized to sell, so we have the right to demand the return of the assets? Or can the buyer say, he's a partner, whatever he does binds the rest of the partners, the, the, the partnership as a whole? Perhaps surprisingly, the key sources on this question are not actually in Hilcha Shutzpah's in Chosh Mishpat, Simon Kofayin Vav, but elsewhere in Chosh Mishpat and Evan The Shach in Simonai and Zayin is discussing the question of a shliach, an agent, who's mochel a debt that he was authorized by a harsha to collect without permission from the Mishalach, the owner of the debt, and he compares that, contrasts that to the case of a shutuf of a partner, a partner in a debt who is mochel that debt without permission from the other partners. The Shach explains that if a shliach Someone who has a harsha merely has a harsha, but he's not actually a partner in the debt. If he's mochel the debt, that does not work, because there's a general rule with regard to shluchim that we say that we say litkunish artichov lola vuste. Mishalach can say, I only authorize you to act in a correct and positive way in favor of my interest, not to act against them. So a shliach shata, if a shliach makes any kind of error, he deviates from his instructions or from what he's supposed to do. We say, the transaction he engaged in, in defiance of his instructions, or in defiance of what he's supposed to do, is batel, because the Mishalach can say, however, the Shach claims, with regard to partners, that principle that your authority terminates when you act without authorization, when you act against my interest, that principle does not apply to partners, and therefore that distinction that distinction determines whether the mechila of the debt will work as well. That, that someone, a shliach, who has, who's, who's authorized by Arasha, but is not a partner, and he tries to mochel the debt, we apply the rule of Lutkunish Yartichov Lola Vuse. Avul B'Shutfin, the shach, says we don't apply that rule. Why? The way of a partnership is that each partner has the right to act as he sees fit, and it's Ki'ilu Hisna. It's Ki'ilu there's an implicit stipulation, not an explicit stipulation, but we have an implicit stipulation. The partners all agree, they mutually agree, that whatever anyone does is bain l'takein, bain l'avis. And therefore, mo'el mechilaso. So that's what the Shach argues, that with Shutfin, since that's the way Shutfin operate, there's always an implicit assumption of bain l'tikun, bain l'ivis. The Shach then wonders, if that's true, does that mean that the other Shutfin can't even demand that he compensate them for being mochel the debt? The debt was worth a lot of money. He was just mochel it. Can they at least demand that uh, that, that he compensate them because he shouldn't have been mochel? They, they can't go collect the debt from the debtor anymore because he was mochel it, and that's binding. Because we say, bain l'takin, bain l'avis. But can they at least demand that he compensate them? So the Shach initially assumes they cannot, that they could not do that, because if we assume that they said, we authorize you to do whatever you want, then they have no further claim against him. But the Shach Maskana is that no. He says, Inami Yeshlomar, there is this implicit authorization that he can do whatever he wants, and, and they'll be bound by his actions. That's only vis-a-vis the third party. That each one can do whatever he wants, and that binds them with respect to third parties. But if he does so, he'll be accountable to them. He'll have to pay them. And the reason we have this implicit authorization 
is the Imlokain Ain Mishielo Asik Im Shutafachi Israta Shutavasheni. The basis for this authorization is is a, a very pragmatic one. That who's going to do business with Shutfin if he knows that the other Shutfin can go along and reverse whatever one of them does. He knows that nothing will ever be binding unless he gets them all to sign on. He gets them all to agree to every single deal he does with them. That will obviously make it less convenient and less desirable to do business with partnerships. So the partnership want their operations to proceed in an efficient and convenient manner. So there's an implicit, there's an implicit authorization that any partner can act on behalf of all of them in, a, in an irrevocable and binding way. However, he's still accountable to them, the Shach says. Ella, vadel, with regard to outsiders, buyers and sellers and debtors and so on, whatever one shutav does binds the rest of the shutfin. The shach maskana seems to be that with regard to the other shutfin, imhu poter amochel, if he discharges the debt without good reason, he's going to have to pay them. He's going to have to pay them for what he did. The shach says but the shach's conclusion seems to be that on the one hand, whatever he did is binding vis-a-vis third parties. Unlike a shliach, because with shutfus, because of these pragmatic reasons, and because that's the minhag they usually, the minhag of the way they usually operate, we say there's an implicit authorization of bein latak and bein laavis. A shliach, you have to say that explicitly, but by shutfin we say that's implicit. However, he still he still has to pay the other shutfin for what he did if he has no justification for doing so. Some achronim disagree. Orim betumim. Urim Batumim disagrees with this specific ruling of the Shach for several reasons, in the specific case of the Shach for several reasons, but uh, for our purposes, fundamentally he disagrees with the Shach's whole principle. He says, Nira afilu b'shutfin gemurin, even if we're dealing with bona fide shutfin, gamkein lo alzeh nichras bris shutfus, the, the covenant of the shutfus did not encompass such a thing, shiachal limchal bleed the yaso, that one shutfus should have the right to take adverse action and bind the other shutfin, that's not included in the bris shutfus, in the covenant of the shutfus, and there is no such thing as a bain latikun, bain levus that extends that far. He says the same thing in the Urim, in his, uh, in his uh, summary of his halachic uh, conclusions. The Nesivus and Mishpat as well sides with the Tumim that there's no such bain latikun, bain levus, and that just like a shliach, who sees his authority, the other shut, the, the mishalach can reverse what he did, with the same rule applies with regard to shutfus. The Beis Hillel, however, in Ebenezer, seems to agree with the Shach. Basil discusses the case that we mentioned earlier, not of being Mochaladet, but of a shirt of selling property against the, the will of the other partners, and in a case where it causes them a loss. And he, and he argues, like the Shach, that whatever he did does have the power to bind the other shirt. He says, Nerali, Dhuadin, Gamkin, Gabishne, Shirtfin. He's initially talking about the relationship of a husband and wife, but he extends that to Shirtfin. He says, with regard to two Shirtfin, Shailam, Schorab, they own property jointly. One of them sells the merchandise without knowledge, without authorization of his fellow partner. After that, the merchandise rises in price, and they fail to capture that price increase because they sold it. The buyer does not have to return the merchandise. The other partner can't, can't say, I never authorized the sale. I want the merchandise back, and I want to keep the, the price increase. The, the sale that was transacted by one partner is binding on the other partner. The ancient of the other partner cannot object and overturn his sale. That's the way, as the Shach said, that's the way of Shutfin, that's the way Shutfin operate. So it's binding. Rak, like the Shach says of the end, Rak, 
he will be accountable to the other shut. Vis-a-vis the third party, like the Shach's final point, it's binding, but vis-a-vis each other, the Shutuf who was injured by the improper, improper action of his fellow Shutuf has the right to demand that he make him whole again for this loss. And he brings a raya from Simon Kufayin Vav and Choshen Mishpat. As I mentioned earlier, in Simon Kufayin Vav, the question of whether the sale is binding is not directly discussed, but he infers it from what the Ramah says. The Shulchan Aruch over there says, if the Shutzman can't agree about when, whether, when to sell the produce that they own. So if one Shutzman wants to hold on to it until the standard, generally accepted time to sell, where they would normally expect to get the best price, one of them wants to sell right away. One Shutzman cannot demand an early sale. The other Shutzman can say, this is not generally accepted to be the best time. So I have the right to say that we hold on to the merchandise until a more suitable time to sell. Avol the Shulchan Aruch says, Mishigiazman Hamecher, when it is time to sell, then Kalechadman Yachalimkar, Benchaver Machivil. Either part, either Shutuf can insist that he wants to sell. Obviously, if they both want to hold on to it, that's fine. <coughs> but if either partner wants to sell, he has the right to sell, and the other partner can't object. At that time, where they have the right to sell, if one partner sells without his other partner's awareness, then it goes up, then the other partner has no, has no time, has no objection, because this was the right time to sell. That's what the Shulchan Aruch says. Now the Ramah adds, that to be sold at the right time without his friend's authorization. But if he sold early without the other partner's authorization, that's negligence. And he's obligated to compensate the, the other Shutuf for the loss that he caused by selling early. We'll discuss in a later segment what that chayiv is based on. Is, 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 that, that's not a simple din at all. But that's what the Ramah says, that he's chayiv to pay the shutta for the loss of Minyasa Revach, the, lo, the, the loss of anticipated revenue that he cost him. Says the Beis Hillel, why is there a loss at all? Why can't they just reverse the sale? Why can't the other shutta tell the buyer, I'm sorry, but he sold, it was an unauthorized sale, I want it back. Says the Beis Hillel, you see, that a shutuf has the right to bind the other shutuf even when he acts incorrectly. So he says, and Lefize, he says that the, 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 blows mano, they're not paskening that, that you see that, that you have to pay the other shutuf, one shutuf pays the other one for the loss of anticipated revenue. Obviously that implies that the, that the lokeh, the buyer doesn't have to return the merchandise. In Chavero, uh, can't be Ma'akev, uh, you can't, the other Shutuf can't go to the Lokach and say, give it back. Like the Shach says, since the Derech is that Shutfin act one on behalf of the Shutfus and they bind the whole Shutfus, that is binding. That, and then he says the same thing applies to husband and wife, but the, so the, while the Urim Batumim and the Nasibah say that if one Shutuf act by being Mochel incorrectly, he cannot bind the other Shutuf, the Shach and the Basil say, Shach talking about being mochel adet, and the Basil talking about selling in an improper time. They both say no, that it's a derech of Shutfin to act on behalf of the Shutfus, and as long as they act within the general scope of what Shutfin do, even if it would, turns out to have been against the interests of the other Shutfin and improper, the sale, is, the, the transaction is still binding vis-a-vis the third party, and although he may have to compensate the other Shutfin for what he's done. The Marsham imposes a couple of limitations on this broad, implicit authorization of Ben Latikun, Ben Leivus, of the Shach and the Beis Hillel. The 
the, the, the Marsham has a, in a tshuva has a couple of limitations. He says, Ladina, he, he discusses this machlokas, and then he says, Ladina, nira de benidim didana, dinam ashutuf ha'ma'akit. In his case, he says, uh, the objecting shutuf does have the right to, his case was, he describes that two shutfin bought a large amount of, a large amount of merchandise, and they planned on making a wholesale purchase, and then selling at retail, and making a profit. One of them went and sold the, sold the entire thing uh, in, in one shot, sold it uh, early, Kodim's man me'amachira, other shift of objected, so a very similar case to the, the case of the Basilo. But the Marsham says that in his case, everyone would agree, all the postkin would agree, that what the Shutuf did is not binding on the other Shutuf. Hadinam HaShutuf HaMa'akev Mikamatan. So, specifically, two of the reasons are, Chada, he says, even though we say B'Shutfin, when he sells Kodim Azman, have like a hisna ben latikun ben leivus. We have the svar of these poskim that is an implicit ben latikun ben leivus. That's only when they don't, when, when the shutuf doesn't flout an explicit arrangement of the partners. Blohaya shum meduber bene. There was nothing explicit in the agreement. But finally, a shutfus mechiras ascharis. There was nothing explicit. It was against best practices. It was against uh, what what a uh, what an outside advisor would have recommended. But it wasn't against the the fundamental charter of the partnership. But Avul benidim didan the marsham says. Shahaya, Shahaya, that the that the haknuyas the ferish. If this was implicit, this was explicitly stated. This was the, this was the whole plan of their shutfus limker lachadim to sell retail at the proper time. The whole shutfus was never applied. The, the scope of the shutfus was not to sell in a wholesale quantity. So in such a case where he exceeded completely the bounds of the shutfus, it wasn't just he sold at the wrong time. This was something that the shutfus was never formed with regard to such such a type of transaction. This is completely this is completely outside the explicit scope of the shutfus. Then we don't say that uh, we, then we don't say that that bain latikun bain leivus. Marsham adds a, a another restriction on the, this idea of the implicit bain latikun bain leivus. The Marsham says hadashutfin kishluchi and haynamishum nadaiti dahachi. Uh, that uh, that again these types of, these svaras are based on the fact that when they entered into partnership we say that uh, that that there's an implicit assumption that they became shutfin on these terms with these rules in Cain the Masham says and this is again a motif that we've seen in the past in shutfin as well hakol tali lefiom the Masham says this in other cases as well even though the post can give us rules but at the end of the day hakol tali lefiom it depends on our assessment of what we think their arrangement was really intended to be. The Marsham says it follows. These halachas that they give each other broad authorization to do whatever they want and it's binding upon them. That's when they're general shutfin in all their affairs. They have a general partnership to be be partners in all their business. Uzman katsuv either for a fixed period of time or laolam an indefinite permanent partnership. In a one-off transaction, they're doing one deal. They bought some merchandise together. They didn't say we're going to be partners for a year. They didn't make any specific uh, term to their partnership. They're only partnership on one batch of merchandise, and they're, and they're not for any specific amount of time. They just joined for one purchase, but, but they don't have any ongoing uh, broad relationship. In such a case, the halacha certainly is that that no one partner has the right to say, oh, because we're partners, you authorize me to do whatever I want. No, our partnership is very limited. We're not general partners. It was only on this one specific deal. 
and there was no there was no fixed amount of time for this. It was just to buy it and to sell it. Then the assumption is such a limited partnership. The partners have the right to say that they expected each other to follow the rules, and any deviation here, even the shach would agree that any deviation we say is, and any deviation is an evus, and the other partner has the right to object and roll back the transaction.